Welcome to the Sharp Waiver and Injury Show. I'm your host, Todd Burrows, and I'm joined, as always, by our waiver expert, Curtis Hirsch, and our injury expert, Tucker Bagley. You can find me on Twitter at BestBallNFL, Curtis at at Curtis Harsh, H-A-R-S-C-H, and Tucker is at T Bagley Sports. Make sure you're subscribed to Sharp Angles on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts for all four of our weekly podcasts, including this one, The Sharp Betting Show with Ryan McChrystal, Sharp Angles with Dan Pizzuta and Rich Rebar, Sharp Angles Fantasy with Rich Rebar and a Fantasy Expert of the Week. Subscribe to Warren Sharp on YouTube for Fantasy Football Insight, matchup previews, in-depth stats and analysis, and more. And feel free to leave a comment, and please hit that like button. We would really appreciate it. Let's get into our script for the week, as you, if you will. Um, let's talk to Tucker first about your big takeaway of the week. Uh, my big takeaway of the week is not only how many injuries there were this week as it seemed like every team, you know, lost a starter at one point or another, but just how many concussions are popping up again. It felt like we went through a, a rash of concussions early on in the season after the whole Tua Tagovailoa incident on Thursday night football. And now you kind of look at it. I, I think I counted nine or 10 new concussions this week. Both quarterbacks in the, the Steelers Ravens game went out due to a concussion early on in the game. It's interesting to me. It, it feels like this is, once again, the NFL is, is very cyclical and feels like we're coming back to them being incredibly cautious about protecting players' heads. Well, I, I think at, at its heart, it is football, um, a very dangerous sport. And we're just, you know, I don't think it's a negative on the NFL this time. I've noticed a, a real uptick in them pulling guys off the field uh, you know, for suspected concussions. But, I mean, look, I mean, this is going to be just part of what we deal with, I think. Um, Curtis, what's your big takeaway of the week? Yeah, uh, agreed. These guys have lives after football, too, and they have to think of that moving forward, too. The brain injuries can cause a lot of long-term damage, so it's important they look after that. Um, but my takeaway from the week is the chaos. It was just utter chaos in terms of injuries and sure it sucks sometimes but we need to love this and embrace it because in four weeks this is over we're down to playoffs and then we're down to evaluating players for next year so this is such a short time that we get to enjoy these games so we lose a couple of teams due to injuries it's part of the game there's a ton of luck that goes into all of this process and it's not all skill unfortunately and i'm sure if you look at some of your best ball teams that have made it through you probably can't even put a lineup together for next week it it, it has been chaos it is chaos but enjoy it it's fun yeah i um i fear a little bit what's going to be with my uh best ball i i had a good uh advance rate on ffpc 27 percent a lot of it early, my early stuff where you think you would have more injuries was better. Uh, I did not have a good year on underdog. Uh, I dropped to like 64th place in that um, overall. 
Uh, but, you know, again, all these tournaments are stacked so high with um, money up top. It really just does take that one team to get through, that one healthy team, that one team that gets hot. And I'm hoping that I have that team this year. As for my big takeaway of the week, uh, to quote an old song, you don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit in the wind. You don't pull the mask off the old old ranger. But if you face me in a league final, you're probably going to win. My, I, I, I hate to call it luck, but my record in finals over the last 10 years, I mean, if I've won 20%, I'm lucky. And, you know, obviously not all of them. I was the underdog. Um, I was a heavy favorite this week. I uh, fell 30-something points behind because of Jarek McKinnon, who this guy started literally because there was no one else on his roster. Uh, Jarek goes nuts. I've got three guys going uh, last night, J uh, James Conner, Marquise Brown, and you guessed it, Kyler Murray. And that's the reason for this uh, kind of mini rant, because I lost by three points. And this was a main event. So the difference was about two grand between me and my partner. So uh, I wish I had a more uh, football centric uh, takeaway from the week. But I am crying bitter tears, Curtis. Yeah, I had a Kyler Murray team in main event final as well going against Nick Folk, and I was up four going into the night. And unfortunately, I'm on the bad side of variance there as well. So I, I threw something across the room when I saw his injury. But today, it's it's a new day, and it is what it is. Let's yeah, my I, I, uh, I, I just, you know, it, like you said, it is what it is. I've been running bad, but you know what? Like I said, all it takes is that one team to make it through, you know, with prizes uh, uh, in the finals of uh, these tournaments, anywhere between 200,000 and 2 million. Uh, there's a lot of chance to uh, get lucky uh, or if you want to call it skillful at the end. Just need uh, a not ticket only, to win the lottery. Yeah, it, it is. And, 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 you know, it makes it harder to evaluate how good you are because I'm convinced winning these things doesn't make you good. No. Um, I, I do think if you year after year get teams that get close, that's one sign of getting, uh, of being good. Uh, but you know, it is what it is and we will hope for the best. And uh, let's get to the main part of our show. Uh, we're finally done with bye weeks we got through by Mageddon uh, with six teams on by last week, um, but it was a brutal injury week. Uh, Kyler, I already mentioned. Lamar Jackson uh, was out. Tyler Huntley got hurt. Uh, I, Brock Purdy got hurt. Mike White got hurt. And I think there was one other quarterback that I missed, perhaps, Tucker, uh, take us through the injuries Kenny at the Pickett. quarterback position. Yeah, Kenny Pickett also suffered a, a concussion as well in that Pittsburgh game. But, yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray is going to be done for the season with a, a torn ACL. Considering how late it is in the season, you certainly have to wonder about his availability starting next season. As we kind of look ahead for that, I mean, their lost season, they got nine losses. They, they're out of playoff contention. I think Mike White is going to play this week. 
He said he was ready to go. He was rolling around and wrestling with his kids on Monday and said he's a little sore, but I, I think Mike White is going to suit up and, and, and be active. Same for Brock Purdy. I, I would be surprised if he is inactive on, on Thursday night. The big question, though, is, is in Baltimore, where Tyler Huntley is in concussion protocol. Lamar Jackson obviously missed this week with his injury. They had to turn to Anthony Brown, who I don't think anyone's ever heard of before, to the point where if you go on pro football reference right now, he doesn't even have his own page. They actually have him and the Cowboys cornerback. As the I think he was person. a guard for Georgetown in the 80s. Yeah, and according to pro football reference, he was a cornerback for the Cowboys until week 12 and then swapped positions. It's actually quite humorous, but I what, think swapping positions. Yeah. You know, from cornerback to, to quarterback oh, at oh, the age oh, of 28. Okay, right. yep, absolutely. Um, but I, I, I look at it and I think Lamar probably has the best chance of coming back this week. I don't know if Tyler Huntley can get, get through concussion protocol by, by Saturday, but if he can, and they're stuck with Anthony Brown, I mean, that's a really tough position to put that offense in, although they did run the ball quite successfully on Sunday with the return of J.K. Dobbins. So you're saying that even if um, you, uh, you switch positions, it's a tough position? <laughs> no, whatever position you're in, it's going to be tough. I don't know. I Well, I, I, I'm sure all of us have favorite positions. Um, most people, it seems to be wide receiver at, at this point. Um, all right. So, um, Curtis, um, you know, the tournament teams, the, there are no more waivers, but we're here for our friends in traditional season long and uh, family leagues. Uh, who's out there to pick up uh, besides Anthony Brown? Yeah. Uh, look at that Baltimore season, too. Are they nine and four right now? They've blown multi digit leads three different times and. They're yeah, they're still tied the, for the division lead right now. And they're they're still tied and they're on their third string quarterback. They 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 could be the Philadelphia Eagles right now if things would have broke their way and they had a little bit more talent off, on offense, but they keep winning. So yeah, Anthony Brown, he's an option. He they're sure they're not gonna trust him to throw the ball very much. So it's gonna be a run-centric approach, and he could definitely put a few points up on the ground himself. Uh, how about Matt Ryan this week? I know it's it's ugly, but he's facing a Vikings team that is absolutely getting scorched outside. And if Jeff Saturday wants to coach next year, hopefully he's watched the film and doesn't run it up the gut every single play. This is a team to attack through the air. So it's ugly, but Matt Ryan for a one-week flyer is worth the shot. Yeah, and, and Colt McCoy. I, I think Colt McCoy... If you can get him in games where the other team doesn't have a big pass rush, because when he had time yesterday, he delivered the ball really nice. I mean, besides losing Kyler, uh, you know, Marquise Brown had a number of drops that could have won me uh, the, that league. And, you know, I think Colt McCoy has a little bit of run left in his legs as well, we saw. Uh, I would not be afraid to put Colt McCoy on a roster if I really needed a quarterback, depending on the matchup. Yeah, depends on. Uh, Desmond Ritter is also another option. He's got some mobility, too, and they've got a little bit more to play for. So there is some options. Ideally, you don't, you're not looking for a quarterback in Week 15, but the injury gods aren't on our side this year. 
Yeah, I, I would say Ritter is very interesting because of his legs, uh, but he has Arthur Smith. So, uh, you know, mm -hmm. would we be shocked if he threw 11 passes one week? No. Nope. All right, let's move over to the running back position. Damian Pierce got hurt. Ramondre got hurt. Mike Boone got hurt. I'd like to get an update on Walker, Jeff Wilson, and um, I, I think someone gave Jacobs the finger. Or, no. He might need one considering Josh Jacobs' finger is busted up, but considering he entered the week with calf and ankle injuries and still got 22 carries, I, I just don't think anything is stopping him. And that Las Vegas offense right now, he, he's going to suit up and he's going to get his 20 to 25 touches every game and just keep on rolling. So I don't think the finger issue is going to bother him moving forward. Damian Pierce is interesting because I, I would have thought, considering where they are this season and how promising he's been, maybe you sit him down for the rest of the year. But they cut Eno Benjamin this morning, who's really their number two running back. They have Rex Burkhead, who's pretty much just a receiving guy. So... I don't know. That kind of makes me think that he's going to be fine and he's going to be active for the rest of the season. Uh, Kenny Walker was a limited participant in Monday's practice, so that certainly bodes well. And he, he's trending upward, which Seattle desperately needs. They couldn't run the ball at all last week against Carolina. And now they're going up against the San Francisco defense that held them to, I think, 36 rushing yards when they played in week two. So that'll certainly be a, a, a brutal welcome back. Um, if he's healthy, Mike Boone's going to be done for the year. And then you mentioned what happened in New England last night where Damian Harris was inactive due to his injury. Ramondre Stevenson went out early. And then they relied on Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong. And Kevin Harris got the bulk of the carries, but Pierre Strong looked a hell of a lot better. He had a, a long run, I think 44 yards. I wonder if Bill Belichick just keeps riding with these guys. I, I think Ramondre Stevenson, if he's healthy, is still going to be their number one guy. But I don't know. Those two rookies look pretty promising. Yeah, I, I think as the game went on, it was more and more Pierre Strong. And one thing's for sure, Curtis, he was the guy who was getting the third down and passing game looks, not Kevin Harris. So um, I will say that Pierre Strong was one of my favorite tapes this year. I have a ton of him in early best ball and i had that's where i had as i mentioned a pretty good advance rate so i would not mind some uh late season heroics from one pierre strong uh who do you have for us to pick up at the running back position yeah like look at that they're the patriots are down to two guys that weren't even dressed at the beginning of the season which is it's crazy to look at this and yeah, you're right. Uh, if Damian Harris does come back, I think Strong still keeps that receiving role. And the way that Mac Jones has been chucking down the field, uh, that that's a pretty solid role to have right now on the Patriots. So you're definitely, I would lean him in the Patriots. Uh, Bam out in New York, he just stole the job from Michael Carter and good on him. He's ran well. Uh, funny enough, the Detroit Lions have, put up a pretty good defense against rushers lately, but I'm still taking him for the rest of the season. The Jets have a nice schedule coming in. And Rex Burkhead, last year in the fantasy playoffs, I just looked it up, he put up 149 yards and two touchdowns in a game, six catches in another game, and he becomes the fantasy playoff hero yet again. Uh, it's ugly, but it, he would work again. 
Uh, I'm looking at Gus Edwards out in Baltimore. J.K. Dobbins looks so good, and then he looked so injured at times, and he he doesn't look 100%. And I think the Ravens are going to be hard-pressed to hit double digits in pass attempts this week. So Gus Edwards going to get his rushes. And then Jordan Mason, he looked really good yesterday as well, or on Sunday. And I think CMC might get shut down at some point in time in the last couple of weeks with uh, the 49ers wrapping up a division championship. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, it, it is very interesting with so many injuries. At the wide receiver position, we also had a bunch of injuries. Debo is out for a while. And DJ Moore, uh, Higgins, and Boyd, both, um, which could be, and, and Hurst, probably, so I'm really interested, Tucker, in the overall Bengals injury update. Yeah, I mean, first we'll start with Debo Samuel. They said on Monday they expect him to be back by the end of the regular season. I don't know if they're not fighting for any positioning and you kind of look at where they are in the standings. They're kind of just locked into that three seat right now. They could have that wrapped up by week 15 or week 16. I don't know what the point is in bringing him back for meaningless games at the end of the season unless Kyle Shanahan also has him on his fantasy roster, which may, may be the case, and he wants to get him for, for championship weekend. But other than that, I, I think he's going to be shut down until the postseason. And then you mentioned the Bengals. The T. Higgins injury, I think, is fascinating. They got a lot of people upset on Sunday because he was taken off the injury report on Saturday with his hamstring injury. Everyone thought he was healthy. He was active on Sunday, and then... He didn't play. He snuck on the field for one third down, I think, on their opening drive. Zach Taylor said he lost him. He didn't realize that he was even on the field. And that was it. That was the, the extent of the work he got on Sunday. He wasn't on the field at all. And Zach Taylor basically said it was the coach's decision. So do I think T. Higgins is healthy? No, but this isn't the first time the Bengals have kind of skirted the injury rules. They did the same thing with Joe Mixon a couple weeks ago where they said on Sunday morning he might pass concussion protocol. And then he obviously didn't and was inactive, much to the, the chagrin of a lot of people. So, yeah. And that one, I always thought that you had to, you know, if you weren't ready on Saturday, it was over. Right. I, yeah. I always... Usually you have to pass one step a day, which is why if you get a concussion on Sunday and your team plays on Thursday night football, it's impossible to get back just because of the, the time crunch. So the idea that, he wasn't passing concussion protocol on Sunday morning, but he could have before the game. Didn't make much sense to me. Interesting. Uh, who is there anyone that you like at wide receiver this week, Curtis? Yeah, good question. There's nothing. There's obviously some receivers that are going to get more run than they had previously, but there's nothing jumping out. Uh, Chase Claypool coming off a bye. He might be the number one guy in Bears land. I, I, think Tutu Atwell might get more looks coming down this end of the season here with Baker and how they're rolling out uh, the offense a little bit differently because they don't have an offensive line. But he might be a guy to get enough targets and enough volume to get you by. And the, the Bengals wide receivers, uh, you're just chasing more routes. Every, everything will go to Chase and Mixon and P. Ryan now. So it, it's a tough week, but uh, Elijah Moore, obviously, if he's out out and about, go get him. If Corey Davis misses, then Moore has to get more targets, and he's still talented receiver. So, over at the tight end position, 
Um, it's always ugly. Um, and there wasn't a lot of new injuries, I don't think. But I would like an update straight from the heart of Philadelphia on my boy, Dallas Goddard. Yeah, it seems like Dallas Goddard is trending to, to being back and, and healthy this week. Who knows how much he plays uh, against the Bears on Sunday. But the Eagles are leaving a roster spot open. They only have 52 guys. He's eligible to be designated from return, I, I think, as soon as today or tomorrow. So I would expect him to be designated to return and, and be active on Sunday. He hasn't been wearing a, any sort of brace or, or anything like that. I think Dallas Goddard plays, and who knows if he plays the full game? Who knows if he gets a normal workload? But considering the state of the tight end position, as I feel we talk about every week, 60% of Dallas Goddard's better than about 80% of the other tight ends right now. Absolutely. Um, getting uh, chiggy with it, huh? Yeah, Will Smith is uh, appreciative of my pickup this week. Uh, he scored a touchdown, almost got a second one. I, I had him in a lot of leagues last week because of Vimageddon. I had to throw him in the flex and tight end premiums, and he delivered. Uh, gained six targets and a 25% target share again against the Jaguars defense. That stinks. Uh, but if Traylon Burks comes back, I don't think he's going to get quite the amount of run that he had this past week. And I. Uh, there's not really a lot of tight ends out there. Otherwise, uh, uh, did Dan Bellinger get hurt? I I saw he left the game. I haven't seen an update on that. Is he if he's coming back? He's a guy that's out there basically every snap, and I wouldn't hate him having having him down the stretch. Is there anyone at defense and kicker that you're looking at? I I like the Panthers this week. They get a go against Mitch Trubisky, who may have passed to the opposition more than he passed to his own team last week. And the Panthers are alive in this division with Tom Brady in it. Can can you believe that after this season they had? Uh, it's crazy. So I think they're going to be a motivated group and look for them to play strong in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think that um, Father Time is finally starting to win the battle with Tom Brady. Um, he just, you know, there's yes, there's a lot of problems. There's a but lot. We, I... We've never seen Tom Brady just miss throws like we have uh, this year. Right, Tucker? Yeah. I've never seen him look this miserable before. <laughs> I know this is the least success he's ever had on the football field, but I, I've thought since week one, he looks like someone who doesn't want to be there. And considering all the hoops he jumped through to be there in his personal life and everything he went through over the summer, I don't know. If you ever asked me, would Tom Brady ever look miserable playing football? I'd say, of course not. He looks miserable right now. His head's always down. He's always smirking and always grimacing and cursing at his offensive coordinator and everything. The guy, I it just it feels like he regrets coming back to play this year. Yeah, I... I, I know there were rumors that he didn't really want to come back to Tampa, That's that he had interest that. in Miami and one other spot. I don't know how much that is. Uh, I don't know how much is the divorce as someone who went through one a couple years ago uh, and is still recovering from it. It is no bueno. And um, but, I, you know, I, I don't know. And, and Tucker raises a very fair point. You, you jumped through all these hoops, you know, you were willing to have a divorce to come back and, and now you're miserable. So uh, it's hard to feel bad for a guy who's been as successful as Tom Brady, 
but the man does not look happy. And he, he he finally hit Mike Evans on a long one, and they had a penalty. And, you know, it, it's just been that kind of season. Yeah, so that, there's that throw, and then there's the one Mike Evans just dropped that he was completely gone. It just It's a, seer, or a year where nothing has gone right for that duo. I, I agree. So now it's time for us to do our must-add, must-drop segment. I go first this week. Uh, I'm going to take Pierre Strong. I think that he has the talent. He does need some things to go right, but hopefully you're, you know, you're not picking someone up right now who is going to uh, be forced to start, but you're looking for someone who has a lot of upside if things go right. And, you know, I loved him coming out. I loved his tape. Pierre Strong's my guy this week. My must drop is Tyler Boyd. Looks like he's going to miss a couple weeks with a finger. And he just, I think he had one really good week this year. I would i would find it really hard to, to uh, start Tyler Boyd the rest of the way. Tucker? Yeah, I would add uh, Elijah Moore. He's top 60 yards two of the last three weeks. Had a season high 10 targets on Sunday. And if Corey Davis is going to be out this week with a concussion, I think it kind of bodes well for him being the the main focus of that passing group behind, obviously, Garrett Wilson, who's just having an incredible rookie season. Then I'm going to drop Kareem Hunt. I just don't like that Browns offense since Deshaun Watson's come back. They've scored one touchdown in two games. They have a tough matchup this week going up against Baltimore. I just I know what they do and, and how well they run the football with both guys, but I can't have a second running back on my team on an offense that scores one touchdown every two weeks. Yeah. I think they're going to continue to improve. He looked a lot better this week. And I think I mentioned earlier in the season, I I have a lot of uh, people's Jones that I I got for the specific reason, very late in best ball. So I'm hoping that that continues. Um, Who are your guys, Curtis? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to add Tutu Atwell. I think he, is ready to show some of the speed and skill he has. I don't think he's a talented player, but I think the opportunity is there for him. Now, uh, do I have to actually drop someone? I have enough injured guys that I don't even know if I can drop someone. Well, for the sake of the segment. But I'm I'm going with Brandon Cooks. He quit on his team a few weeks ago, and they looked fine without him. They probably tanked a game against the Cowboys that they should have won. And I, why, why bring him back? I, he, he's injured. If he's not injured, I, I think he's played his last snap with the Texans. So I, I'm fine dropping him. All right. I'm going to throw out another name. Um, revealed today that Cole Beasley has signed with the Buffalo Bills. We didn't mention him in the wide receiver segment. He has a lot of history with Josh Allen. And I think you could do worse than adding Cole Beasley down the stretch, Curtis. I, uh, that, that's a head-scratching move. You've got Khalil Shakir, who is going to be dynamic. He's, he's young, but to bring in Cole Beasley, I, I, I get it. Maybe there's some Jamison Crowder is obviously done for the season. I thought there was a chance he might come back near playoff time. But I get it. You want to enter the postseason with enough uh, available receivers, but Cole Beasley. I'll call it the Randall Cobb last year. Gabe, Gabe Davis hasn't stepped up and 
earned a ton of targets. So yeah, Cole Beasley is an actual guy who is going to get targeted because that connection is there with Josh Allen. It, it's random, but and Josh McKenzie has dropped way too many balls this year. All right, yeah. that's going to do it for us this week. I want to thank my co-hosts Curtis Hirsch and Tucker Bagley. Um, and don't forget to check out our other three shows, The Sharp Betting Show with Ryan McChrystal, Sharp Angles with Dan Pazuda and Rich Rebar, and Sharp Angles Fantasy with Rich and Fantasy Experts. Don't forget to subscribe to Warren Sharp on YouTube so that you get updates on fantasy football insights, matchup previews, in-depth stats and analysis. And feel free to leave a comment and please, as always, the request to give us a like. Because at the end of the day, don't we all like to be liked? All right, that's enough from me and from us, and we'll see you next week. 